What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to another unofficial therapy podcast episode. Um, I told y'all I was going to keep it more consistent, and here we go. Staying on top of the game. Um, as always, thank you for tuning in. You tell your friends, family, that person at work you don't like that much, all that good stuff. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm coming to you guys a little bit more solemn than normal. I spent the better part of the last few days uh, doing a wake and the funeral and all the things that go along with that for one of my uncles on my dad's side. He's my dad's older brother, uh, my uncle Kerry. And he's, or he was, like a dope dude, if you ever met him. He's a big guy, but he was um, very joyful for life. And I would only see him a few times a year. He lived in Tennessee, and I was in Florida, so, you know, we only see him when you can make that commute. But um, it was always good because he wanted the interaction to be something. He always, you know, stressed, like, education and having your ducks in a row and kind of moving forward. He's the only uncle on my dad's side. My dad has, like, five brothers. He's the only one that that was his calling card. Like, he'll see you. How you doing? How's your grades doing? Cool. Um, how's your savings doing? You got insurance? Like, this, like all those questions that, you know, People who don't see you that often don't ask about. That was his thing. Because he wanted to see you succeed. And uh, he, I think he was taken too soon. But I'm saying that as a mortal. Obviously can't speak for God or for whatever you believe in. But it was a very unexpected situation. Very sudden. No prior thing. No hospital visits. Just... One day he's there, one day he's not. And um, so it was heavy. This the heavy last few days, man. But the reason why I'm bringing this up in the podcast is, one, to commemorate his life and to make sure that you guys know his impact because none of you met him unless you're like related to me. So you just know my account of it. And people tend to speak very well of the departed because that's just customary. You don't want to say anything bad. Um, I got to tell you, like he's you know, a big black dude from Trinidad and Tobago. And there were so many old white people who came to see him and um, were bawling crying, man. Who, you know, that he touched their lives and stuff. Like 70, 80 year old white people were like, he was my best friend. Now, that's not true, but that's just what people say. But the fact that he impacted them that way, I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. I feel like I was at, like, we're in L.A. I feel like I was at a Gelson's. That's that's the the, the demographic uh, for those who aren't in L.A. Think of the crowd that goes to, like, I don't know, Nordstrom, maybe. It was it was just a lot of those people were in there. And they were all, like, and the, and the funeral was on a Friday, early on, early in the morning. And people showed up. They took the day off from work. Came in like it was, it was big, and um, the biggest takeaway, maybe the best part about all of this, is that when someone passes, especially someone who had connections and was you know well respected and well liked, what happens is your family has to come together for that moment. And both sides of my family are big. My mom's like one of eight. My dad's one of seven. 
So I got plenty of aunts and uncles and cousins and all that. Also very easy to get fractured. And I had a few cousins who I hadn't talked to in almost 10 years. For no reason at all. It's just, I don't know. The last time we saw him was at a, um, a wedding. And I was like, man, how you been? I haven't talked to you in forever. I was like, how long has it been? And it was like legit like nine years. I was like, how come we haven't talked? We've never had a falling out. There's never been any kind of like drama or strife. It's just sometimes you get caught up in your life, especially if someone's not near you. You just get caught up in your life. And I got cousins on my mom's side I haven't talked to in forever. Some even longer than nine years. <clears throat> and I won't see him until like maybe like a family reunion or like Christmas if everybody meets at grandma's house or something. But the idea that you just grow that apart and then you just kind of thr- thrust it back together was kind of a weird situation. But we had a great time, like as a family. And once, you know, we got over all the tears and, you know, the sad part of it, when we just were around each other, we had a good time. It's almost like no time had passed. The jokes, we all picked up on the fly. Like, uh, we, just, we just played spades and ate food, <laughs> which sounds like just some stereotypical black stuff, but it was good times, though. We're not that different in age. It's like maybe from the oldest to, like, the youngest is maybe a 10, 12-year gap. So it's not like some 40-year-olds hanging out with some 15-year-olds. Like for the most part, we're all more or less in the same age range. So it just, it flowed. It felt fun. Like I have siblings and all of them have siblings too. So it's not like we're ever alone. But I don't know why it takes losing people sometimes for you to come together. And... And it's another old, dumb adage. You, you, you don't know what you got until it's gone, right? We, we've all heard that. But that's what happens in these kind of situations. I'm sure you guys have experienced the same thing. We've all been to a funeral. We've all lost somebody. And there's always people you see there that you say, how you been? I haven't seen you in a long time. How come we haven't caught up? And you realize it's just negligence on both sides. It's usually not some kind of big conspiracy. I didn't reach out to you. You didn't reach out to me. Then I got married, I had a kid, um, I moved, and then next thing you know, we don't, we don't talk. <laughs> and so that's maybe the best part of it, of this kind of situation, trying to make, you know, trying to find a silver lining in the, in the dark cloud or whatever. But I think the other part of it is you now get to live the life that the person's impact allowed you to live. So this is someone who meant something to you. Maybe a mentor, obviously this is a parent, uncle, whatever in this case. You get to live their life lessons, which is something that I think is hard to appreciate in the moment. You want the person there. You want the the body. Oh man, I'm stressed out. Let me call my mom. Let me call my dad. You want that person to be there. And the truth is, if you just, if someone said write down what you think your parent will say to you or your sibling or your, your significant other, whoever you lost, write down what you think they would say in this situation. If you've known them long enough and they know you pretty well, you probably more or less know what they're going to say. It's just you want to hear it from them because that means something. But because you know what they would probably tell you, that means that their impact hasn't been lost on you. 
they've told you the same thing 10 different times. They've helped you in various situations that you can probably extrapolate some knowledge from and move forward in your own situation. And so what you lose is any updates to that information, right? Like if they've told you the same thing five times, you only have those five times to kind of move forward on. Not knowing that had they, you know, still been here maybe five or six years from now, they would give you more information. But so you don't get to update the resume. It is what it is. If they're the one who tells you, you know, follow your heart, they probably would have said follow your heart in most things. But maybe at some point they would have told you, hey, your heart is leading you in the wrong direction. Go somewhere else. You don't know that, though. And so you have to go on their completed resume and you go on their history. And if they impacted you greatly, then there's a lot of wisdoms and tidbits. I know people who are like 50 years old who lost parents and they can tell stories and sayings and cite examples over a span of three, four decades. And just think of how many memories and experiences that is that you have to pull from. It's obviously tragic they're not here. I'm not trying to minimize that. Um, I've lost three grandparents, like three aunts and uncles. I've lost a lot in my, in my own life, so I know what it's like to like lose people who are kind of close to you, but there's a lot to pull from. There's a lot of information there. And the fact that you even got to know someone on that level, that they can impact your life that way, in, in and of itself, special. And I think that's to be appreciated. And maybe to keep their spirit alive and the memory alive, you pass on what they taught you to your next generation or to your friends and your family. And so, like my, like my dad's big about this. He's His dad, my granddad, was like his biggest role model hero guy. My granddad died when I was like eight, so I didn't know him that well. Nor did I live in a city with him, so I saw him maybe, I don't know, 10 to 15 times in that eight years. Um, not very frequently, but he was always very, he was a preacher, but he was also very like stern, but if you did what you were supposed to do, then you were on his good side. He only didn't mess with you if you were like cutting up, but I was a kid, so I cut up sometimes. Um, but my granddad is, was my dad's biggest hero guy. And he essentially modeled his life after him. And when he does something, and I say, so my, I gave you an example. So my dad's a very helpful guy. Sometimes too much so. Like he'll put himself in a bad situation to try to help other people out. Because my granddad as a preacher, you know, would sometimes give money he didn't necessarily have because he had six, seven kids, sometimes give some of his money to help someone in need, knowing he would go home and, you know, maybe not have all the means for his own kids because he knew it was the right thing to do or he was practicing what he preached, what have you. That was his general personality. Like, hey, I know it's cold and I only got one sweater, but you look colder than me, so here's my sweater. That's his kind of personality type. So my dad essentially modeled that after him. And so, in this new age of usury and self-absorbedness and narcissism or whatever, it's very easy to see people you want to help. 
people who are self-destructive, people who are in their own way. Some people you think they just had one break. Maybe they can get over the hump. This is what my, this is what my dad specializes in, trying to save um, wayward souls. <laughs> so he very often will try to do more for someone than they probably necessarily deserve. And very often he's disappointed in how they turn out. A good example is like trying to get so-and-so a job. You vouch for him. Hey, man, this is a good guy. I vouch for him. He's my nephew. He's my my sister's cousin, blah, blah, whatever. You, you, whoever the person is, you vouch for him. And then you get them the job. You tell them, listen, you got the job. All you got to do is show up on time. You got it. And then two weeks later, they say, I don't want the job. And they just kind of flake out. And then it comes back on him. Now it looks like he's recommending bad people. His judgment looks compromised. And this happens all the time between tenants, between vouching for people, between lending money. But his mantra or his code is, well, Pops would have done this if he was alive. And so that's kind of the way he moves. And that's, that's enough for him. That's, that's the impact my granddad had on his life that even, again, this happened almost 20 years ago, even that far removed from that, he's still just, he's still who he is. The wisdoms are put in place. The actions are what they are. And so that's an example of, I guess, of someone who impacted the life. And he, he references his granddad all the time. He'll we'll be talking about something completely non-related to anything that I think he would bring him up about. And he'll just be like, yeah, man, Pops used to always tell me. And he said this throughout my life. And he very rarely actually repeats himself in things that Pops would have said. So I'm thinking either Pops said a lot of things or some of this stuff isn't true. <laughs> I, can't, I can't prove that he didn't say all these things. But I'm just saying, it's 20-something years of, man, Pops would have said. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot of things that attribute to Pops. But that's the challenge, though, is trying to get past the emotional kind of like guttural they're not here thing and now you have that fear of going back to them thing and then just appreciating what they gave you because there are people who have parents and siblings alive now who they lost a long time ago because they're not involved in their life to drugs to the prison system to you know whatever and I think it's far worse to have someone alive and lose them. I'm saying metaphorically, just they just distant from your life than having someone who's involved in your life and actually losing them in reality. So take the lessons that the departed have given you, try to impart them on your life. And sometimes this inspires people to go live maybe in remembrance of that person. Um, and sometimes it just gets you out of your rut because when you're just kind of stuck in a rut, you're more like in your own head and probably making the same mistakes. And then when something like this happens, it makes you realize how precious time is and how precious things are. And so it kind of lights the fire like, hey, I got to gotta get it going. I assume I had five or seven years to kind of figure things out. There's no guarantee you have even five or seven minutes. And so 
in the moment you've been given, in the time you're in, in the space you're in right now, you can live your best life through the people who kind of put you in that position, through your mentors, through the people you lost. And if you do that, then I think that's the best way to remember the people, but to respect their life and respect their impact on your life. I can't think of anything worse than someone trying to do for you while they're alive. They pass, and then you don't change your ways when you could. And so all that work they put in was for in vain. It was all for naught. So, sorry guys, this is a little bit somber, a little bit sad. Um, I think there's some tidbits in there somewhere, but this was just more like paying homage to him and um, just putting some things out in the universe. Hopefully this hits some people the right way and they can take it and kind of move forward from it. But as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We'll be back next week, hopefully on a much higher note. I don't see... I'm fingers across that it won't be this kind of situation again. But thanks for listening. Tell your friends and family. And I'll see you guys next week. Deuces.